Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Films with Ferrara podcast. I am Dominic Ferrara, your host, as always, and joining me, as always, is our senior editor, Mr. T.J. Blankenship. Live from Huntington, West Virginia. It's Huntington, not Huntington. God, that annoys me. (laughs) And Cabell County, not Cabell. All right, so apparently no one there likes diction. It's okay. No, there, there's a town about 10, 15 minutes from here. It's spelled hurricane. It's pronounced hurricane. All right. They All right, then. Pronounce it hurricane. Okay. All right. Also joining us, as always, live from his house near Campbell University, our staff writer, Mr. Dalton Woolard. Oh. Hello. So kind. Well, we do have... Boo Eyes Creek, or whatever, however it's pronounced. Yeah, and I'm just in good old Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Actually, we, we, we don't have other ways of pronouncing it, so. Oh. It's just Chapel Hill. You know, we, we do basketball good here, so that's a thing. We do church here good at Bowie's Creek. Very much so. So, uh, this is going to be kind of a, a laid-back pod. I, I wanted to uh, have the three-man pod again. I thought last week might have been our best episode yet. I agree. I agree. So I wanted to keep that up. We're going to start with awards corner. With a quick Golden Globes recap. I'm ready to recap them. You ready, guys? Let's These awards yeah. don't matter. That's the recap. You're just mad because get no, out of it. No, actually, win. the Golden Globes don't matter. Here's why. Because no one that votes for these awards votes for the Oscars. These are all just like a shadowy group of foreign journalists. That's who votes for the Golden Globes. Oh, oh. No no one that votes for the Globes is in the Academy. So when you're talking about predicting Oscars, nothing, no movies that won Sunday night. You can't say they're the front runner. They don't matter. So they're pretty pointless, one might say? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. They are the most okay. pointless awards. I didn't ever. hear I didn't hear Golden I didn't hear Golden Globes, so I thought you were talking about the, the SAGs. No, the SAGs are vastly SAGs more are... important than the Yeah, I thought I thought I heard SAGs instead of Golden Globes. That's why I was like, uh Dominic. No, the SAGs Hello. actually matter. Those are important. <laughs> or the DGA, that little thing. <laughs> the DGA, the WGA, the PGA, the SAGs, all of those actually matter. These are the GAs, those matter. The, all the guild awards matter. The the Golden Globes just don't when it comes to actually predicting the Oscars, which is why when three billboards won all those awards Sunday night, I didn't immediately think that's the new Oscar frontrunner. I was just like, oh, my God, really? They love three billboards? I know, well, mind you, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I know a lot of people had a lot of problems with that movie. So I was really? just like, all right, that's certainly not where I thought they'd go, but okay. Curious. I thought I thought a lot of people really liked Three Billboards. People did, but there were also a lot of people that didn't. Ah, I see. It was one of those movies where it, it was like The Last Jedi. You either loved it or you hated it. And a lot of people found it to be problematic in ways. It, okay. Okay. So. The report, we did just see The Last Jedi for the second time, me and Dom, and I can say it's much better the second time. It is. Much better. Told you. Yeah, very good second time around. It's I, I don't know. It didn't have the same sort of, uh, you know, magical effect on me. I think I might have just I, – I, I think I got the thematics of it the first time, but whatever. But no, three billboards, 
pretty much swept the Globes, which was odd. The supporting categories were both major upsets. Allison Janney and, and Sam Rockwell winning those. I was stunned to hear that that was Allison Janney's first Golden Globe. I just assumed she had like five of them. Uh, wasn't there also? Wait, hold on, never mind. So I think she has like eight Emmys. Like I'm like. Yeah, she has a lot of Emmys. That's what I was thinking of. I thought she had won at least one Golden Globe. And I was like, that's her first Golden Globe. I was like, oh boy. Uh, that explains a lot. All right, let's run through this list. I'm excited to talk about let's this do stuff. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that—that's the Globes. They don't matter. But whatever. Uh, the Directors Guild is next for awards corner. This now these actually matter, kids. These awards matter. Uh, the nominees for the Directors Guild Best Director. We're not going to talk about the first time filmmaker because that's as much as big a lock as you're ever going to see, kids. Uh, Greta Gerwig. They did not qualify her as the first time filmmaker because she co-directed something in the past. But uh, makes sense. Jordan Peele did, and that's as much of a lock as you're ever going to see. But the nominees uh, for Best Director from the Directors Guild of America were Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Martin McDonough for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Yes. And Jordan Peele for Get Out. This is as good a list, aside from maybe... McDonough is easily the questionable one here. The other four are as good a group as I could have asked for. Just solid filmmaking all around. I mean, just solid filmmaking all around by these directors. I, I think there are four of these that should be locks to, to get nominations. Mm-hmm. Del Toro. Del Toro is Del Toro is locked in, thankfully. Gerwig is obviously getting on for Lady Bird. Gerwig Gr- so, should. Obviously. Yeah, she'll most likely she'll be getting a nomination. Now. Jordan Peele probably will. Um, Chris Nolan probably will from a technical standpoint. And and that fifth spot to me is, is open. McDonough, Spielberg, Luca Grimm. At, uh, at this point, it might, it might even maybe go to James Franco for um, no, not with, not disaster with the, artist. Not with the news the last couple of days. One news, because I haven't been paying attention. Uh, five oh, women have accused him of sexual misconduct. Yeah. Well, you know what? That sucks. Yep. That it does. <laughs> that, that's all yeah. I'm going to say. Could also very easily cost him an Oscar nomination for actor. Darn. Like, what was the source? Like, it was a reputable source, I'm assuming. Yes, it was- reputable, all it- reputable, reputable papers. Five women came forward. So, it's probably... Um, the, uh, one of the stars of The Breakfast Club, Ali Sheedy, actually had tweeted, like, during the Globes, James Franco just won a Globe, never ask me why I left show business again. And I was like, oh, darn. There's something there. That's all I'm going to say. So we do have something definitely happened, and that's that's just a shame. And not surprised at all. Honestly, I I think probably he has reformed, but that's still a pretty massive accusation. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying back when he was uh, Freaks and Geeks time period. I I, I don't know. I I I, think that's... He's not getting a director. Let's move on. Let's not talk about this. Yeah. this he's, deep old. he's not <laughs> getting a director's nomination, though. No. That's uh, actor. He he's got a shot. He will. I he thought, has no shot at a best director. I thought he might have had a shot, but never never mind. At director. 
No, I, that I director. never thought. He still has a shot for um, best actor. 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 Absolutely. I think he probably, yeah. Right now, I think the only ones really locked in to best actor are Gary Oldman and Timothy Chalamet. And probably Daniel Day-Lewis, since this is it for him. True. Because this is his final one. And then you have, you know, Tom Hanks, Denzel, James Franco, and Daniel Kaluuya probably fighting for those last two spots. <clears throat> yes, I agree. I'm starting to think, I think Kaluuya is actually going to get this nomination. That SAG nomination was huge for him. But True, true. But that's, yeah. I was going to say, go ahead. It's been a while since I've seen Get Out. Yes, uh, he is so good in that movie. I just rewatched it a couple of weeks ago. I showed it to my dad and my stepmom, and they 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 were both they both loved it. God, like so. each character and cast member in that you can tell is just having the time of their lives acting out. Yeah, phenomenal. Speaking of time of the set, I know it's a different, but uh, Marvel released a little featurette from the upcoming Ragnarok Blu-ray, which is May, early March, coming out early March of Taika Waititi just on set, and it was one of the funniest, like, 90 seconds I've seen in a very long time. So, speaking of that, I was uh, strolling YouTube, and I found, like, so basically Taika Waititi was, like, he was summing up the MCU, and he did his own little intro to the Marvel Studios movies, and he's like, That man is a legend. He's pretty great. Love that man. So, the, uh, but that's the Director's Guild. Those awards, unlike the Golden Globes, actually matter. Oh, did we talk about the, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Producers Guild last week, did, or did we? Uh, I don't think so. I think those came out last Friday, didn't they? So, yeah, they came out the day yeah, after. All right, so we got to talk about the Producers Guild. Let me pull those up. I forgot we had not gotten a chance to talk about those. So there were actually 11 Producers Guild nominees. There was a tie for 10, which led to a grand total of 11 nominees. And usually the Producers Guild is a, is a very good uh, way to look at, all right, who are your real best picture options here? These are the movies that are actually going to have a shot at Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh... So they have – so the Producers Guild nominations were The Big Sick, Woo! Call Me By Your Name, I haven't seen <laughs> That's good. Get Out. I'll watch it soon. Uh, okay. Get Out. Uh, uh-huh. I, Tanya. Okay. Lady Bird. Obviously. Molly's Game. <gasps> okay. The Shape uh, of Water. Obviously. The Post. Steven Spielberg's. Obviously. Yeah. Three Billboards. Obviously. And yeah. Wonder Woman. Okay. So I'm thinking this is a year probably with about – I see eight movies in here. I think we'll get Best Picture noms. Maybe seven. I think the big sick is questionable, but or maybe – I think the easiest ones to take out here are going to be I, Tanya, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman, and Molly's Game. I think you're potentially looking at Big Sick, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Post, Shape of Water, Three Billboards. For Oscar Best Picture, I'm assuming? Is that what we're talking yes. about? Uh, and yes, those, yeah, definitely. Those probably going to get definite nominations. Wonder Woman is a... I'm starting to get the overrated of Wonder Woman. So. Oh, no. Dalton. Don't. I told you, Dalton. So this is what, 
I told so, you, Dominic. Dominic, I win. These, no, I win. No, these are the smear campaigns that come at award season. You'll rewatch the movie in three months and be like, actually. I have already rewatched the movie. My opinion <laughs> got stronger. I've seen the movie like three times. It's it's so freaking good. I've seen it I'm twice, about and I don't care to I know, see I it think a third Dalton's time. Falling for the award season smear campaigns here. I, I think he's going to rewatch it in three months and just be like, "I'm not even paying attention to any smear campaigns. I didn't even know James Franco was accused of sexual assault." I'm not saying it's like bad. I'm just saying it's like not like a ten out of ten Oscar. Oh no, I never said that. I don't think anyone ever said it was a ten out of ten. Yeah, but like the nines out of tens, I'm not agreeing with now. I'm starting. To I see. think I gave that movie like a nine out of ten. So Which, you did. I remember that review because I read it. <laughs> I, I adored that movie. I helped edit that I one. Back, I got out of that movie and I was just like, yes, just yes. I remember that review because I think I helped you I edit that one. I was beyond entertained <laughs> by that movie. But, but you know. Uh, I mean, you like, you like what you like. Right. I'm not going to bug you for that. I'm just teasing you, spectacular. dude. I'm in a much better mood than I was an hour ago. Because we're recording this here on Thursday afternoon. I couldn't go to sleep for the life of me last night, so I'm actually feeling... Oh, man, you guys are having better days than I've had. I woke up like an hour. <laughs> I woke up like at 7.30. I had an alarm for 8.30. I was so angry. I was like, why are you waking me up an hour before I need to Oh, I, I woke up at 7 for my roommate to, uh, to take my roommate to the hospital again. Oh, oh. I, I saw you had to do that. Oh, that just... Is it... I, and I, I, I slept on the couch last night. Oh. Oh, no, it was a it was a very comfortable couch actually. When you when there's a comfortable my my grandfather used to have a comfortable couch and I would just sleep on that sometimes because those were just the best. But yeah, yeah no, like no, the couch was actually really comfortable. Solid. But he he left to go home for the weekend like I want to say an hour ago. All right, and that's good. Does he have? And so so now I I, I have a room alone for the next weekend and I have Lysol the shit out of everything. Excellent. Like, there's no other word for it. Like, it smells like lemon in here. Wonderful. Yes. Anyway, that was my day. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Let's go back to movies. That's it for <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm in a much better mood than I was in Ireland. We're recording this here on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, the Boston Celtics are playing in London. One hour ago, they were down by 21. They're currently up by 17 with, like, six minutes to play. So it's been a great hour for me. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's pretty good. Oh, Dominic. That's a great one. Yep. Which is going to lead into my one of my many honorable mentions coming up in a little bit, because we're going to unveil our top ten most anticipated of 2018 after we go through some, some some smaller news pieces here. We have some other news. We already know what your most anticipated movie of 2018 is. Let's move on. Actually, I don't think you do. You might, but I don't think you do. Uh, think you're going to be a little bit surprised. Is it relating to an? I'm just basketball. I don't even have like an like an order like. This is my most anticipated. It's just movies I'm looking forward I, to. I have a top ten, and then I have, like, a, actually a whole separate ten of honorable mentions. I'm very excited to talk about them. The um, lower part of my list is, like, some of the movies I'm really tr- curious to see and excited to see, and the other ones that, like, at the top are, like, the ones that I, I can't wait to see in my absolutely. life. Absolutely. Well, let's get through some news pieces here, some, some vastly important news pieces. Uh, number one, this broke last night. Uh, it looks as though Marvel's finally going to make this Black Widow movie that we've been wanting for about five years. They've hired a screenwriter, uh, Jack Schaefer, who happens to be a woman, and I believe a woman of color. At least looked like it in the photograph I saw, but um, which is phenomenal uh, to write a Black Widow film. Scarlett Johansson was apparently meeting with key Marvel executives, including Kevin Feige recently, about uh, what she would want a Black Widow film to be like. 
Obviously, there are no plot details known at the moment. I don't need plot details. The point here being, this movie's finally going to get made. It appears as though it will, at least. Uh, Marvel doesn't just throw a project into development without planning to make it because of how uh, scheduled organized and how is. organized they are and how everything fits into a plan. If, you're, if you feel Unlike like you're a- confident enough to move forward with a script, this movie's probably going to get made. Unlike a certain other studio who's announced like 50 films that's probably not going to get developed eventually. Yeah, that was the other uh, storyline, I guess, in Superhero News today. Su- Suicide Squad Gambit. 2 got a new producer. We'll get to the Gambit stuff. Oh, okay. The Suicide Squad 2 got a new Apparently that's going to start shooting this year. So. Woo, woo. Okay. Everyone's so excited about that, I know. Yeah, I know. But Black uh. Widow, uh, TJ, I know we, we had an interesting text discussion because I know you wanted more oh. quick plot details, but. Yeah, I just want more details on it. Like, it's not that I'm not excited for it, like I am, but at the same time, I just, I don't, I don't know they're going to make it, and I'm, especially with everything that's going on with Infinity War and what I'm assuming is going to be uh, titled Infinity Gauntlet, the second Infinity War movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just want more details. Yeah. I get it. I I just I don't think that's. Oh yeah, I know. I know. There's not anything. That's, I, I was kind of ranting to you. I wasn't like, <laughs> Dominic, how dare you not right. have these details? I'm telling you. I, we you work not. at Marvel. Come on, Dominic. You should know Kevin just like paid for them because of those I, reviews that you write. No, it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean it's about as uh, obviously all we know. This is a movie. It's a development. We have a screenwriter, but I, I no plot details. Dalton, your your thoughts here. I'm excited. I'm, like, really excited, especially because, like, you got Scarlett Johansson in a studio actually making probably a good action movie with her, unlike Lucy and Ghost in the Shell. We'll probably actually get a good Scarlett Johansson action movie. But I also want to, like, know, like, the plot, because I'm against people who say that Black Widow doesn't have enough behind her to make a good movie about her, that she's not, like, a Thor. She has enough character or story to make a good movie about her, I would assume. So you can make a movie. I'm against that argument, and I'm excited to see this. I th- I think this opens the door because this could very easily be like Red Sparrow with the upcoming Jennifer Lawrence Russian spy film. Mm-hmm. Um, this could open the door for R-rated Marvel movies, which which opens the door more for Deadpool if the Fox acquisition goes through and whatnot. Uh, we, which is just as important of, as anything for Marvel to maybe use an established character to start to diversify the universe in other ways. By bringing new styles of film into into the universe. Yes, I agree. True. There you go. I just threw out. I just threw out the point. Boom. There you go. No, I I, <laughs> I, I thought you had more to say. I didn't realize. No, I was like, boom. Was like you breathing or no, I okay? Knew I had like I just knew I had a point. I was like, I'm leaving it there. I got nothing. Boom. Boom. There's Dominic point. for you guys. Drop the mic. Absolutely. Uh, but that that's obviously a huge story. Uh, it's that special time about three weeks before a Marvel junket when they're like, oh, we got to face the press. We should leak something so we have other things to talk about potentially. Uh, or that, or so that they could stop bugging us about a Black Widow movie. Because this one's actually going to happen now. Yeah. Uh, at least it appears so. After like oh. eight years of the fans bugging them about it. Since, like, yeah. ew. At least as far as we know, it's a Scarlett Johansson vehicle. At the very least, she's going to produce for sure. So maybe it's a, a prequel. I don't know what exactly they're aiming for here, but I am excited. I'm very excited to see how they take this. It could be a prequel because if you've seen those like Avengers four set photos, like they're going to be like probably timey 
they're probably going to do some time travel with Cap in his uh, Avengers suit. Oh, God. I, I just, I've had enough with, I've seen so many time travel rumors. I'm not clicking any set photos. I refuse. I, I oh. just, I, I'm waiting for the movie. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be spoiled on such a massive event. So, okay, okay. Which leads us into disaster at Fox. Uh, Rip. And the, the X-Men universe, they, the, Fox has realized now uh, they have one profitable X-Men franchise. And so they've moved it up two weeks. So Deadpool 2 is moving from June 1st to May 18th, putting it two weeks after Infinity War and just one week before Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think they're banking on this notion that Solo isn't getting a lot of buzz right now. And the fact that there is still no trailer, I think they're, they were just trying to wait out Last Jedi. I, I'm willing to bet we're going to have a trailer within the next two weeks. For, for Solo. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. But I, I also could... think Deadpool and Solo have different enough audiences just because Deadpool's an R-rated movie. I think they can coexist. I think. Because a... I think a lot of families are going to go see Solo potentially because, like, it's a Star Wars and you take your kids and stuff. Whereas Deadpool is, like, stabby, stabby blood and right. cuss words. All right. Yes, obviously there's some audience overlap, but I also think in other ways there are these movies have vastly different audiences. TJ, your thoughts here? Um, yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. We're, we're agreeing yeah. a lot today. The, point, the points are just flying. Yeah, it, it, the points are kind of conclusive. Like, I mean, what, other, right. what else can you right. gather I, I, from I, that Deadpool's information? Deadpool's going to make money no matter what. I think Deadpool... Yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is that if Infinity War is, like... If the hype train continues, then it kind of worries me a little bit that it won't make the money that it should, and they'll be like, "That's Again, it." We're no, talking Deadpool about three. Week three of Infinity War at that point, though. And the yeah, I know, but but but, but I mean, even so, Thor took away from Justice League at some point, like it did because it was only two I, weeks no, I, well, a little bit, but I also think that was just no one cares about DC. I think that was. Uh, that was the ultimate they saw, like, uh, from Zack Snyder. They saw, they were like, oh, God, and BVS and Suicide Squad. No. They, Suicide they were Squid. willing to support Wonder Woman because it was different and it was good. And while Wonder Woman opened well, the reason Wonder Woman made so much money was because it got great reviews and it made money sustained throughout those weeks. Justice League did not have that. Did not have phenomenal word of mouth. It was horribly domestic. The trailers, yeah. the trailers for Justice League were bad. Didn't it take some three yeah. weeks just to make what Avengers made in the first week of its domestic run? Yes, it three or four weeks to make that much. It, Justice League was a failure for many reasons, but I don't think Thor Ragnarok was as big a reason as you're making it out to be. Okay, okay. I, I, just, also, I, I also think those are going for the same audiences. I think Deadpool and Avengers, while the audiences overlap, are also different in many ways, just based on the styles of the film. True, but if like both films are good, there's definitely going to be some effect, I would assume. Oh, like... absolutely. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm thinking here that, that they're different enough. Deadpool's going to make a ton of money, and no matter where it opens. Because it's so yep. it's so different from anything else available in the marketplace. Like Solo is another, you know, it's a Star Wars movie. Avengers: Infinity War, while it is, you know, 
the culmination of everything in this Marvel universe up to this point is, you know, it's another Avengers movie and people are very excited about it, but it's still, you know, we've had a few of those and whatnot. So unlike everything on the market that it's, it, that it, it, it guarantees its ability to make money in many ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that did, I mean, that, that's the easily the least concerning of these Fox moves. Uh, the one that yeah. is very concerning, yeah. uh, New, New Mutants is officially out of 2018, which is wild considering this movie was going to come out in like three months. Instead, it's now going to come out in February of 2019. That's not a good look. Hmm. It's a ways away. Let me pull up Box Office Mojo and see if there's anything else set for February of 19. But... All I know is like Captain Marvel is in March, if I recall correctly. So, but I don't know. I... If what I'm thinking is correct, they have a two-week window between New Mutants and Captain Marvel. If I'm, if my train of thought here is correct, February 2019 wasn't Gambit supposed to come out then? Yeah, they moved it. We'll get, we'll get to Gambit in a minute because that's a whole other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New Mutants, yeah, uh, they, they just need to shelve it. February 22nd, 2019. Um, just three weeks. It, this is a, a weak month. The the first mo- week of February 2019 is easily the strongest because you have Lego Movie two. And then Sony's Silver and Black Spider-Man spinoff. But there's no casting there, so that's not a great look. Well, that ha- that's happening. And then they get they have a three-week, yeah, two-week window between it and Captain Marvel. With, uh, with How to Train Your Dragon 3 right in the middle. And then hmm. Jordan Peele's next movie right after. Mm-hmm. Which is going to do very well for obvious reasons. But another stacked march in 2019, guys. I know. I know you're surprised, but uh, I've heard two. Re- wow, March, the month that movie comes out. It's like that this and, year too, and, or uh, yeah, like this year last year. It's, it's March is getting big. Yeah, by this year I meant 2017, <laughs> but I forgot. March is starting to become a big movie month. True. After Deadpool came out in February and knocked our socks off, February, yeah. March is starting. But uh, I've heard two reasons why New Mutants has been pushed back the, this much. Number one, the reason they gave the Hollywood Reporter, which I'm not 100% certain if I believe, is they didn't want two X-Men movies at the, in the market at the same time, in some foreign markets. All right. Sure. Because New Mutants and Deadpool could be directly competing at that point. I, I get why they would want to avoid that. But you could have put this movie in, like, September and been fine. From an article I read, someone was saying, like, it's because, like, the test screenings weren't doing as well as they were expecting. This is also what I read, that the movie isn't scary enough, potentially. Yeah, and they want, after It and Get Out, they want to, like, scary it even more or something. Like, add more horror. Aspects. Well, after the amount of money It made last year. You would assume so, yeah. They're st- the studios are going to want to go in on that. Mm-hmm. That's obviously yeah, exactly. not a great look, though. Not as, not as bad a look as another Marvel film we're going to talk about in a second. But still not a great look to move back 10 months. A bad as Marvel film? Uh, the if you're talking about Gambit, Gambit Marvel isn't a Marvel Fox. film. Marvel Fox, you get what I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. It's Marvel. another X-Men property. Gambit. Okay. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, it's a Marvel property, but it's a Fox movie, right. so. 
I usually just say Fox, but New Mutants. That's cool. It's cool. I I think we're all concerned, right? Are are we all concerned here? Just a little bit. I mean, I'm not too terribly worried about it because I also like I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I don't know. It's a movie I could potentially do without, but if if it if this is a movie, I'm sure they made it on a low enough budget. You can go back and do some rewrites and some some reshoots potentially. I'm it's. That movie's the least of, would be the least of my worries if I'm Fox, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, um, if they're back X-Men Dark Phoenix, then that might be another scenario. Dark Phoenix is, is a very different story. Much worse scenario than... And the $300 million Gambit movie, apparently. Or the it's two... 300, where'd you read 300 million? I don't know. It was some article that was saying that... Yeah, that can't... Yeah, it cannot be It, it cannot. Which, well, I guess we'll lead right to that, because New Mutants, I think we made all the points we can make, really. It's... We're concerned, but it's not a huge concern. It's it's one that I think uh, that can be potentially fixed with some rewrites and some mm-hmm. issues. That's not a huge deal. Yeah, and even if it comes out and it's not that great, it's not like an X-Men movie coming out and not being that great, right. like Apocalypse or something like that. Gambit, on the other hand. Ooh, buddy. So, they just need to shove it at this point. Yeah. So Gambit was also pushed back in this big X-Men release date shakeup. It, it moves from February of 2019 to June of 2019. That's the least of this movie's worries today because they also lost Gore Verbinski as director. The third time a director has left this project. Did he give his reason as to why he was leaving? I, I did not see a reason. I'll, I'll hmm. click. I know that they were going back in for more rewrites to add more humor, and that <laughs> might have been it. I think it might have been some creative differences, but I'm not sure on that. I think yeah, that's as, sure. that's as much as I could probably get out of it. Is yeah, that's I was gonna say creative differences, but I didn't, you know, sometimes so, when they say creative differences, that means a variety of different things. Mm-hmm. So what I've read here yeah. is we're getting a uh, a com- a comedy heist movie, and I love heist movies. But when you lose three directors, I have no trust in your product. Losing three directors is, is as bad a look as it gets for a movie. Yeah, it's that's why I said they should just uh, might as well just shove it. Down. I agree. I, I I would just cut my losses and with this release date now, if if they don't expect much pushback on this uh, Disney deal. I think uh, you could easily just see this the Marvel can this movie. Yeah, I feel like they're about to, and then Marvel is just going to make it with. They'll probably do something with it with uh, the Gambit character, X Men, like the X Men movies or something. I don't know. Uh, Deadline is claiming scheduling conflicts for Gore Verbinski. That sounds like nonsense. That sounds like BS. You play, You should know your schedule before you sign on to a movie. Especially a big movie like this. And I, I, I agree. They need to just can this movie. That's enough of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just shove it. Cut your losses. I don't think anyone is interested in a Gambit movie. So. I was, but not anymore. Which I was like three years ago. I've had enough of hearing about this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was in a position where I was like, yeah. oh, Channing Tatum, Gambit, maybe. Now I'm just yeah, like. Yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly what I was Just thinking. let it die. Channing Tatum was selling the project, and now it's just, can we, it, it's, it's done. Get it over with. It's if he done. wants to get this movie made, he, at this point, he should probably just direct it. Or something. I don't know if he's directed before. I don't think he has, but, I mean, you might as well at this point. 
that that's as, as good an investment as you could make to make sure this movie gets made. If you actually mm-hmm. want to make it. If you don't, then just let it die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, big, big issues at Fox. Like we said, Deadpool 2 up two weeks. New Mutants back ten months. Gambit loses director, goes back four months. So, Fox clearly has confidence in one whole X-Men property. So, congrats to them. He should. Yeah. Uh, let's do some trailer talk here. We have some trailer talk to go over. Uh, first let's off, do it. Let's, let's talk about some Black Panther. I don't want to get too far into this because I know we're going to be talking about this movie a little bit more when we get to our top ten most anticipated in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this trailer was very dope, and it had new Kendrick. So there you go. That's, that's it. It had new Kendrick, and it, the imagery looks as good as it ever had. I mean, the um, this the CGI looked better. I noticed that. Yes, yes. it, did. it uh, did. That was the only thing. I told you, yeah. eight months—that's more than enough time. To yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I just—I wish it was a little bit more touched up when they did the first trailer because I could fairly obviously see the CGI being a little wonky, and I'm usually kind of bad at that unless it's like really obvious. <laughs> Justice League. Yeah, that I didn't want to say anything, but you know, um, I'll say this: uh, mustache, yeah. certain mustache, it's a mustache. Uh, yeah, certain mustachioed men. Yeah, very bad. But now, this Black Panther, uh, Dalton, you have any thoughts? I know we're gonna talk about the movie more in a little, a little later, but this movie is so different. I'm pre- I'm really excited for this movie. Like, this movie looks so different from all the superhero movies coming out this year because we haven't. I mean, we haven't seen Ant Man two yet, but. It's it's pretty different. It's pretty amazing, especially the way they mix the sound. I think the sound does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sound does have a have an excellent quality here in this trailer, and the visuals it did from technical standpoint, cinematography. Uh, he got Rachel Morrison. She's the first woman to shoot a Marvel film as a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. She also just was the first woman to ever be nominated by the Cinematographers Guild for her work on Mudbound. Which is really cool. Uh, the costume design is incredible. <sighs> that costume design. And the relationships, I think. Because like when you see uh, Chadwick Boseman going up to Shuri and you give that little... She, uh, she does that little... They got the little the, handshake. Yeah. They got the little arms cross thing or whatever they do. The, it just gives you relationships in such a little moment like that. It's, I love those little touches. Tell you what, I, seeing Letitia Wright is uh, and who plays Shuri is very different after you watch uh, the Black Museum episode of Black Mirror. It's 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 very good because what she does in that episode is just awesome. Hashtag it's a theory sense. confirmed. Many theories confirmed in that episode. Many mm. theories. Black Mirror. That show still, is so good. Still got to watch that. And the other trailer from this week one. One I don't think any of us actually care about because the movie looks terrible. Uh, Teen Titans go to the movies. It's like Teen Titans go movie and the trailer. If you, anything you need to know, there were there were good and bad to this trailer. The good, the Aquaman joke at the end was very funny actually. Because if Aquaman can get a movie, anyone can. It was a good joke. The fifteen second sustained fart joke, however, not not good. No. Did they really need to art joke? And we really didn't need that at all. 
I think you cut that out, and it's like a like a minute long trailer. That trailer's way better. Because I actually think everything else we saw in that trailer was not bad. The Wonder Woman stuff was funny. The Aquaman joke was funny, but the the fart joke ruined the trailer for me. Fart jokes ruin everything. Correct. Yep. It's very correct. You, you guys have any other it. thoughts here? Because I think this is. I think we all probably share thoughts on this trailer. Yeah. All right, we're all we're all in agreement. The, the agreement it's, it almost feels as though we've been agreeing too much this podcast, which is why this this the, the this top ten list we're gonna have some probably serious disagreement. I'm excited about it. So I asked everyone to make a top ten most anticipated of 2018 list. Ooh. Um, I have ten movies and I have ten honorable mentions, which is insane to me. There's actually 20 movies I can legit say I'm excited for next year. Uh, but we're gonna let <laughs> Dalton. We're gonna we're gonna let Dalton go first. Uh, Dalton, your honorable okay. mentions, and that, since you didn't get to do the top ten of 2017. Uh, any oh. honorable mentions you might have, and then your number 10 most anticipated of 2018. Oh, uh, one second. Uh, right. Give me, like, I'll be here. All right, so then we're going to go to TJ, actually. All right. Oh, man. Well, this is All so right, anyway. cool. Um, honorable, honorable, honorable mention, uh, the New Mutants. I'll give that an honorable mention because that wasn't. <laughs> I didn't. I, luckily, I saw that news before I put my list together, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> It's okay. I, I had a list of. It's not like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten list. It's just like, hey, this is a movie I'm looking forward right, to. So I have mine. It's like a one, two, three, four. Um, an, another honorable mention: Mission Impossible Six. Okay. We'll definitely be talking about that one later. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, okay, that's, all right, that's wait, about all right, it. Dalton. We're gonna since, since you, all right, so we're gonna let TJ roll with his ten since you since you didn't have your list ready. <laughs> uh, that news actually. Okay. I go. An event came up with my mom. Ah, oh, you gotta go? Yeah. Alright, so this is now a two-man top ten. Oh, Could right, I uh, cool. give up my top ten real quick before I go? Absolutely, we're gonna let Dalton fly through his top ten. Let, let us, alright. Okay. Let's do oh, it. gracious. So, number ten, I've got the Happy Time Murders, which is basically, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Wow, you got that at ten. Wow, okay. Uh, number nine, I have First Man. Okay. Uh, Who's the director? That's Chazelle. Ch- Damien Chazelle with uh, Neil Armstrong biopic and uh, Brian Gosling, so probably good. Just Number eight, Isle of Dogs, Wes Anderson's new film. Oh, I forget to put that on here. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, I have Ready Player One. Number six, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number five, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Number four, Deadpool 2. Number three, Black Panther. Number two, The Incredibles 2, and number one, for obvious reasons, is Avengers Infinity War. All right. That's well, thank it. Thank you for making me change mine. That was actually good. <laughs> you I was about to say Isle of Dogs before he interrupted, oh, so. Oh, okay. Right. All right. That's not fine. Podcast, folks. All right. So, now, so I've actually got Isle of Dogs higher. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it. All right, everyone. So, Dalton, before you go, where can everyone find you? Uh, he he already so left, gone. so just plug so him. Go, go on Twitter, follow him at DaltonW with two L's. Just a tragic time. Oh my god, gotta love it. Only Dalton. All I- right, here's another honorable mention. Mamma Mia, here we go. Oh again. god. <laughs> just Thank kidding. God another one I'm anticipated looking at is uh, Fifty Shades Freed. Yep. <laughs> and, so uh, excited. And also, can't, can't forget the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. 
I, I considered that as like a legit honorable mention because I have no, not I have no. no idea. Those are my those are my two jokes. All right, cool. Those were I don't even uh, think the Nutcracker is like a joke one. I think that's like what you could legitimately go maybe. Oh no, I I already told you what my it thoughts on that movie. Freeman, so there's that. I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> it's let, let us let problem. us do this. Yeah, I was just making a joke. Um. Do you want me to run through my 10? Or... Just go through number 10. We'll, we'll... All right, cool. I'm looking forward to, you know, some Ready Player One. Okay. Did, did not even, to... I guess I had Ooh. to move my one of mine off. So I, I officially uh, didn't even make my top 21. <laughs> oh, rip. Yeah, rip Ready Player rip. One. I actually managed to find 21 movies I was more excited for. Which that's is cool. insane. Uh, I'm just excited to see Iron Giant again. Yeah. That's that's that, the main that's, reason. That's like that's the main reason I'm anticipating. I'm like, oh, I get to see him on the big screen. It's literally the main reason I have any interest in the movie, even more than Spielberg. Yep, exactly. Even more than yeah. That... I, oh my god, I'm looking at the poster right here, and the leg is still fucked up. It's the funniest thing ever. That poster. Is one, of most, <laughs> one of the worst posters I've ever seen. Oh man, um, it's so very bad. Let's see here. I'm honestly actually somewhat looking forward to Venom, so that's my number oh, nine. I was going to say, just do your number ten, but that's fine. Yeah, we're ready to play one. What was right, yeah, I was going to bounce, come back with honorable mentions in ten. Oh, that's okay, fine. my bad. You, you go. So you my go. honorable mentions here, I have 11 now. Oh, boy. I found myself interested in many movies this year. Honorable mentions. <laughs> First Man, the Damien Chazelle, uh, Neil Armstrong movie. Just missed the cut. Mm-hmm. Just missed it. Uncle Drew, featuring featuring my point guard, Kyrie Irving, of today's winner in London, Boston Celtics, officially. At 20 today. Great great performance by Uncle Drew himself. Plus, it has Rod <laughs> from Get Out. So, this movie's going to be terrific. Oh, boy. Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, this is what I debated putting on the honorable mentions, but sure, whatever. Fantastic Beasts 2. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the first one. So, Wreck It Ralph two, actually, mm-hmm. act, first one actually good. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns because Lin Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse actually good. You're just excited because Miles Morales, but yeah, it actually looks good, <laughs> and it has. Yes, I'm on. actually I'm actually surprised with how well the animation looks on that. Yeah, it looks anime style. It's kind of cool actually. Yeah. Uh, Halloween, the reboot of Halloween. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's coming out this year? Yeah, coming out actually, like, in Halloween. I thought it was 2019. Well, I have to adjust my list real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that, I thought it was 2019. Yeah, we, we, now now we've got two of these. Uh, Ocean's 8. Just missed the cut for me. Yep. Creed 2, which was just officially announced for this November. Very exciting. Michael B. Jordan. I'm surprised. I thought that would be in your yeah. top ten. Michael B. Jordan, so I'm a little bit surprised uh, Tessa Thompson, yeah. and Stallone are all coming back. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. And then one that that I just had to cut out of my ten for uh, for Isla Dogs here is Jurassic World 2. Just because I'm excited for Jeff Goldblum. That's really awesome. And also Chris and, Pratt. Yeah, and, and dinosaurs and things blowing up. That's really... It, I, I, I enjoy intelligent films. I also enjoy stupid films at times. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know exactly how, what you Jurassic mean. World was great. <laughs> Guess what movie I rewatched recently? Oh, what you rewatch? <laughs> the Room? <laughs> the greatest. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, uh, can we talk yes. about, about Golden Globes recap? Can we talk about Rizzo on stage at the Golden Globes? And oh my Jake God, Franco, like, great. just so subtly taking the mic away from him. I mean, to be fair, though, that was James Franco's Correct. moment. It was just very funny. To be fair. It was very funny. Yeah. I just want to know what he would have said. I think he was going to say, like, uh, he, hang on. He said what he was going to say. Oh, yeah. He tweeted it out. It was, uh, the world would be better if we all just if liked we all each just other liked or something other. like that. Watch the room. Watch the disaster. And then, and then he plugged the room. Yeah. And then he would have plugged the room, which would have been the best thing that's ever happened, to plug your own movie on stage at the Golden Globes. Whatever. Yeah. All right, my number 10 is definitely not going to be on yours. So that's why I'm excited to talk about this. Is Widows. This is uh, Steve McQueen's first film since 12 Years a Slave, which was an unbelievable film. And this is a heist movie starring Viola Davis. Hmm. Yes. That, that, do I need to say anything else? I believe Liam Neeson is also... Got me interested. Right, let me pull up the full cast here, because it's an insane ensemble cast. I know Liam Neeson is also in it. For sure. Okay. Oh, you're about to get very excited with this case. I, I'm, I'm processing everything. I've yeah. got it here. Elizabeth Debicki, John Bernthal, Ooh. Daniel Kaluuya, Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell, Robert Duvall, Michelle Rodriguez, Carrie Coon, and Viola Davis, and Jackie Weaver, and Andre Holland. John Bernthal's good in everything, so I'm sold. And Steve McQueen. That is an insane ensemble cast. It's a heist film. Yes. Just, Yes. And it's also written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. The film that started films with Ferrara.wordpress.com. It is. It's 100% true. It is. Yeah. So, Be right in uh, English class after our correct. final. So, Widows. Uh, it, obviously not a movie that's going to get a ton of press. It's not coming out. It's not set until November. But I am extremely excited for it. It could be very entertaining and potentially an Oscar player. Just based on the strength of its cast and its director and its writer. All of it. Mm-hmm. Very strong. All right. So you said your number nine here was Venom. Yes. Yeah. What a transformation by Tom Hardy. I don't know if you saw that still photo that came out today. I, I haven't looked at it yet. I was about to look at it and then you called. He looks so. exactly like Tom Hardy. <laughs> really? He literally just like hold up. I am looking at this photo like, right now. I just pulled like up Twitter. Barely shaved his beard, like nothing. I'm I'm about to look right now. Oh wow! <laughs> it's the same. It's, it's it's literally just Tom Hardy. It's it's just an image of Tom Hardy. Pretty much. <laughs> not even. Like, wow! Oh my gosh! Like he's not even like. Did he? He just, just like barely. Like he, he just barely kind of shaved his beard a little bit. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like, he got rid of, like, the long hair. It's, like, that, like, yeah. It's literally just Tom Hardy with a goatee. Huh. Incredible huh. stuff there. But there's definitely reason to be excited for this movie. Huh. I think your top three headliners for this movie are enough reason to see it here. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, getting paid more than $1,000. Screw you, Mark Wahlberg. And, uh, and Riz Ahmed. Oh, I love Riz Ahmed. Did you see this? Speak it up. Did you see that Michelle Williams story and Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Uh, how he, like, underpaid her? Yeah, they did the all, they had the same agency, and she was told they were... They, they were she got paid $80, and time. he got millions. He got $1.5 million. He went back. He basically said, no, I need to get this money. And it's so stupid. What a... What a... Yeah. What a... A-hole. And for lack of a better word. 
Just awful. Yeah. Screw, screw yeah. Mark Wahlberg. That's pretty bad. Yep. Actually bad. Just a terrible person. So that's that's that. Michelle Williams yeah, no, and Ruben Fleischer like, directing. I actually very much enjoy Zombieland. I love Love Zombieland. It's a so. great movie. It has my, my, my girl in it, Emma Stone. Correct. So. You know it's a good movie. <laughs> Does she have anything lined up for this year? I don't think so. Uh, unless she's in Damien Chazelle's new movie. Then Which she's movie. not. Claire Foy is the lead in that movie. Yeah, Along so. With, uh, I, Gosling. I don't think so. I might look it up real quick, though. But I don't know, think oh, so. Anyway. Netflix, she has a Netflix show coming next year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Netflix thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, she does. Yeah, she has to find up. Mm-hmm. All right, so my number nine here is Isle of Dogs. Oh, that's where you put it. Yeah, I, 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 I slotted it in at number nine here. Uh, okay. I love Wes Anderson. Uh, it's one of those movies I like to kind of put some of the smaller stuff towards the back of the top ten just because it's, you know, if, if we're doing most anticipated, of course, I'm more excited about the big stuff. But yeah, uh, that's not to say I'm not excited about this movie. It's Wes Anderson, and anytime he does a movie, it's a must-see. Yeah, plus it's no, a stop motion uh, style of Fantastic Mr. Fox, one of the better movies in the last ten years. I, it's eleven now. Yeah, no, no, Fantastic Mr. Fox was oh nine, not oh seven. What am I thinking? Yeah. So yeah, one of the better movies in the last ten years, in my opinion. Um, and then TJ, your number eight. My number eight. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Okay. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah, I got. I got. Movie cracked your top ten. This is a okay, glorious moment. Okay. 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 Look. Look. <laughs> look. I know. It's, I look. know. It has nothing to do with anything. I know the story of Spider Verse and the comics is freaking amazing. Um, it may be Miles Morales, but I, I can make it work. And I, I like the animation style. It looks really interesting. The trailer got me really interested in it. So, it congrats, good. trailer. You made me somewhat like Miles Morales. <laughs> And it's, uh, he's being uh, voiced in this film by Shamik Moore from Dope, which is one of my favorite movies. I haven't, I haven't seen it's that. It's a great movie. Uh, it was Rick Famuyiwa's big breakout. Got him the Flash for a hot second, and then DC screwed him over, too. What wonderful stuff there. All right, my number eight, and this is partially uh, after that speech Sunday night, glorious stuff, A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, I was already looking forward to this just based on the direction of Ava DuVernay. Oprah's speech the other night got me ready for a whole other level of inspiration out of this movie. Let's go. Let's just go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Oprah. I, yeah. I don't, 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 don't run for president, Oprah, please. I think she's going to. Just, just let me know. Uh, d- oh, God. <laughs> it might be a worse election than 2016. Are we sure? I actually feel like she'd be willing to like learn government. Okay, my my problem is is that we're now voting people based on celebrity status. Oh, I agree. I I believe I agree that in in, in like, any I, case, I had a rant on Twitter about this the other day, so I'm not going to say anything about right. it. I, I I tend to agree with you. I think an actual politician should run in 2020. Yeah, but if we had to take a celebrity, she would be like top of the list. I guess. Sure. I think I think she has some knowledge of it. She, why would you run if, I, if you were her, though? That's the interesting thing. I think she's going to. I don't know if I would. I have as much power as I'm going to have with that, as anyone can have without actually being the president, without all that, you know, work. Yeah. But this, I mean, Wrinkle in Time is obviously going to be more about Ava DuVernay's filmmaking here. Incredible ensemble mm-hmm. cast. 
Uh, I just trust Disney right now, honestly. And I, and I trust Ava DuVernay to make a phenomenal film here. So that, that's why I spotted it in my top ten. And I, I think the, tra- the trailers have really gotten me. I think the visuals have been incredible. So, Wrinkle in Time, number eight. TJ, mm-hmm. you're number seven. My number seven. Uh, oh, man. I completely forgot my list. I didn't write it down. <laughs> uh, number seven uh, is actually... Because uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't think of movies. I ran out, and I just slotted it in there. I was like, all right, I'll put that in there, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what a film. That's my reasoning. I'm at, no, I actually am kind of intrigued by the story because it is somewhat – it's a sequel, but it's still, like, an original story. Oh. And I think it, I think it's a cool concept, the fact that they're going to try and have, like, a descendant of, like, the biggest known vampire hunter of all time, Van Helsing, be, like, a love interest of Dracula. Like, that's, that's interesting. I mean, come on. All right. Who knows if it'll be a good movie? But I think it's a cool concept. I want to see how they play it out. Oh, wow. We got breaking news here, kids. Oh. Wait till you hear this one. This is insanity. Oh, boy. Um, Bob Odenkirk is set to star in an action film from the producers of John Wick and Atomic Blonde. <laughs> He'll play an average guy who puts a thug <laughs> in the hospital only to have his drug kingpin brother come after him. Well, that sounds incredible. Like, just the right amount of comedy and action. That could be something. What? I don't know. Could be something, though. So there you go. That's actually a movie that's getting made. That's funny. All right. Did we'll see think, how that plays wait, out. Was your number seven actually Hotel Transylvania 3? Uh, yeah, because I... Yeah, because I didn't All think right. we were doing anticipated movies. Funny. I didn't have a list ready, so I kind of just shoved it in there. And I also had I to get rid of New Mutants, so... Right. Well, there you go. You did have to can one at the last minute. All right. My number seven is Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's my, that's my number six. So we'll just go ahead and talk All about right, it now. All right. We can talk about this right now. Uh, I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, I yeah, very much enjoyed I've Ant-Man been... 1. It's I love the first one. It's not an incredible film by any stretch, but... But it has that Edgar Wright humor in it, and Edgar Wright is probably one of my favorite dire- – no, not probably. He is one of my favorite directors working right now. Right. So, I'll be so, interested to see what Peyton Reed can do now that it's entirely his. Exactly. Um, and obviously, just based on the Marvel system, I, I can't imagine we're going to get a just a bad movie here just because of him. I'm, they're going to they have the guidance in place. Yeah. I, like if they, if they were that if they were that worried about it, they would have done what they did with Thor and replaced the director with uh, the second with the sequel. Plus, Michael Pena is coming back, and he was one of my yes. favorite parts of the first one. He was just so he, funny. he's the one that had the Edgar Wright joke in it. Right. Every time we we uh, it, whenever I'm in Boston and we drive past the Baskin Robbins Dunkin' Donuts headquarters just outside mm-hmm. of Boston, I, my brother and I still always go, dude. Baskin Robbins always finds out. Baskin Robbins always finds out. So, do, doing our, our best Michael Peña impressions there. So that's it, man. In the yeah. box, <laughs> seven and six. So I guess I'll go again here. Do you have any thoughts that I, I other than that? No, you, you basically covered it. It, it. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, right. My number six is Mission Impossible Six. Okay. Okay. 
I adored Rogue Nation. Adored it. Chris it was it, it was good. Chris McQuarrie is coming back to direct this one. Henry Cavill has been added. We get to see his mustache in full glory. It is a terrific mustache, by the way. So anticipated I, for this movie now. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, very happy, I should say, that they didn't force him to to shave this because it is a yeah. glorious mustache. And no, no, like no joke, no, it is a really popping mustache. Like I like it. <laughs> Plus, uh, also joining the cast, we have Vanessa Kirby from The Crown and mm-hmm. Angela Bassett. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is coming back, and she was phenomenal in Rogue Nation. Just a probably the breakout star of that movie, really. Michelle Monaghan is coming back. We haven't seen her in this franchise since MI3. Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg is back. Alec Baldwin's back. Ving Rhames is back. Yes. Do I need to say anything else? It's a Mission Impossible movie. You know what you're getting into at this point. And I'm still looking forward to it. Tom Cruise will do some other ridiculous stunt. I'm excited. It gets mm-hmm. exciting stuff. So Mission Impossible 6 at number 6. I'm a big fan of the franchise. TJ, you're number 5. Uh, my number five is Black Panther. Oh, I have a higher. Yeah, I know you do. Okay, so we'll talk. About <laughs> yeah, uh, my number five is Solo, a Star Wars story. That didn't make the cut for me. I still have enough hope in this movie. I, I, I really, I, I have. Here, here is what I know is going to be good about that movie, and here is the one thing I know will be good about that movie, and it's going to be. Young Glando Calrissian. Yes, I know Donald Glover is gonna as as Donald it. Glover. Yeah, I'm I'm vast I'm very much hoping that he's so good in this movie that Lucasfilm has to be like, well, now we have to make a Donald Glover movie, and I and he can also write, write and direct it. Let's just let Donald Glover do everything. That's what yes. I. That's what I very. He, much he's won an Emmy. He's won a Grammy. He mm, won a lot of stuff. Yeah, he is incredible. I love yeah. Donald Glover so much. Oh, I do too. And he he is funny, and he wears so many hats: stand up, he really does. acting, and he is, writing. He is a music. dapper gen- gentleman. I will say yeah. that he is very dapper. Yeah, he is a just a legend. I cannot wait for yes. Atlanta season two, which is coming on March first. Robin season. Maybe we'll do a little weekly episode review. I think that would be fun. Uh, I haven't even seen the first season. <laughs> it, it's available on Hulu. Get on it. I, I, I it is I, terrific I, television. I'm watching a lot of stuff on Hulu right now, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Hulu really making moves right now. They've stepped up their game. Like they at first were just the ghetto Netflix, but now now they now they just added yesterday. Now they are a Netflix competitor. Yeah. Yesterday they added the uh, classic '90s sitcom, uh, Living Single which was basically Friends, but with African-Americans. It's from the 90s, and Queen Latifah was the star of it. Oh, boy. Uh, it actually was, like, the legit inspiration for Friends. Friends kind of ripped this show off. So everyone was very excited that this show was on. So what you're saying West is Friends Twitter. did it better? No, Friends just was whiter. I'm kidding. I hate Friends, dude. I don't like that show. <laughs> Friends is very on and off for me. There's a couple of good episodes, but at the same time, I'm like... Mm-hmm. No, my new... Uh, my new obsession on Netflix now has been uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. I thought they've added it. Oh, Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. They uh, they took all the episodes except for the Louis C.K. one for obvious reasons, and they they took them from Crackle and Netflix. I was watching oddly enough the episode with John Stewart, and they go to a diner in New Jersey, and they pull up and they go to the TikTok diner. I was literally there like nine days ago, mm-hmm. ten days ago. It was insane. 
as I've been sick all week. It was terrible. So I was just, just laying in bed, watch. Came, went back, came back to college with like food poisoning or something and was immediately Oof. just watching comedians in cars getting coffee on my first night back. I was like, how's your first night back? Do you go out? I was like, I watched Netflix. I, I watched some Norm MacDonald. I watched some Seinfeld. It was a great night. Nice. Bad as it was. But yeah, um, on another level. But no, Atlanta, we might, maybe we'll do a season two, like weekly episode thing. So I am very excited for this show. Uh, Plus, next week, also on FX, we get uh, Versace, which will be good. The assassination of Gianni Versace. Mm-hmm. Basically, like OJ season two. Let's get, let's get it. So. But yes, Donald Glover, solo a Star Wars story, back on track. I do think Ron Howard will do good things. I know for sure he has. Uh, well, according, if Don, if what Donald Glover said is correct, then Ron Howard did not change much, if anything. Correct. He told them just keep doing what you're doing with the character. But Ron yeah. Howard, I think. I'm, what I am really looking forward to is that one scene in particular that I talked about that hasn't been done in any other Star Wars movie. The the tracking shot the, into the Falcon. The tracking shot with the the Millennium into, Falcon. Yeah, they're gonna track Lando going into the Falcon, which has never been done in a Star Wars movie, and that's insane that that's never been done, and that's dope that it's finally gonna happen. Yeah, and the the DP on this movie is amazing. Bradford mm. Young is an incredible young cinematographer. Uh, he did Selma, he did Arrival. He has an incredible eye, and I'm I'm incredibly excited to see what this movie is like visually. I just this movie obviously hinges on Alden Ehrenreich, and the the reports about him have not been great. But I don't even know who he is. <laughs> he was great in Hail Caesar. He's the I one haven't where haven't he seen that scene with. He did the scene with Ray Fiennes that went viral where it was like, uh, but if it were so simple? But if yeah, it were I, so simple? I, I don't know. It's one of the funniest about. scenes of, like, of the last like three years of cinema. It's so yeah. funny. I just don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it. There you go. All right. So that's my number five. TJ, you're number four. Uh, first Man, directed by Damien Chazelle, because right, I love like I said, Damien Chazelle, and Justin Hurwitz is doing the music again. And yeah, you all know how much I love La La Land, so. It was both of our number one last year. A great supporting cast, too. Claire Foy, John Bernthal, Jason Clark, Kyle. I love John Bernthal. Yeah. You're a big, big John Bernthal guy. I really am. He's great in everything. I can't, honestly, I can't name one thing that he was bad in. That he, that he was bad in. Maybe the movie was bad, but. Again, I'm, I'm really excited. This is the first time Chazelle's really done. Yeah, and he's he's going outside of the the box a little bit, or at least his box. It's not a musical. Has it's no not a musical. Attached to it's this. a biopic. Yeah, I, I'm very excited, and I believe Josh Singer wrote this film. Who yeah. wrote uh, the Post and Spotlight? So he's very much into the whole. Uh, historical drama yeah. thing. Uh, and Nicole Perlman, who co-wrote Guardians of the Galaxy, also wrote an earlier draft of the screenplay. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I, again, it just missed the cut for me. I'm very excited to see it, though. Yeah, um, you're number four. My number four is Incredibles two. That's that's number three. So let's. All right, let's let's, let's just, go ahead and I, talk about it. <laughs> we've been waiting seventy five percent of our lives for this movie. This is a legit. Dominic, I'm old. Stop. <laughs> I've been saying this movie's finally getting finally coming out in five months. 
my god. I can't believe it. It's been 14 years. It's been 14 years? I'm 19. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm 19 in two months. <laughs> We're both going to be 19 when this movie comes out. We've literally oh, been waiting yeah. like 75% of our lives. Oh my god. Oh it's my insane. God. It is absolutely insane to me. That this movie's finally getting made. I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm, I mean, this movie meant a lot, obviously, to us. Like, we grew up on this movie. Mm-hmm. And anyone our age can basically quote this movie from beginning to end. <laughs> there are just yep. certain... The, the where is my super suit line is... Where is my super suit? All the, all the people in you know, their middle age right now who, who can quote Jaws from front to back. It's it's us with like the where's my super suit scene. Yeah, it's incredible. It just I uh, put it away. <laughs> well, I don't know. What you I am the greatest that? good that you will ever receive. <laughs> I gotta go save the greater good. The greater good. I am your. Am your wife. <laughs> I am the greatest good. Good. You ever, you go, ever get. go get. <laughs> Die laughing still at that scene. Oh, it's that is incredible great. film making right there. Oh, I mean, this movie is just going to be incredible. There's no way around it. Yeah, this movie is just vastly superior to almost anything else coming out this year, just based on the fact that it exists. If this movie's like really good, you could just pin it onto my top ten for the, for the end of the year, probably. This movie, this movie, just it, it, we've been waiting way too long for this movie. Opening weekend is going to be like, there are going to be like five five-year-olds with their families, and the rest are going to be college kids. Yep. Opening weekend, all the kids are going to show up. Why are there so many big kids here? Well, son. Well, you uh, see was, what happened it, about 20 years ago. What happened 15 years ago? Well, 15 years made, too late. They made, one of the, they made one of these movies, and they grew up on it, and now – the new one's coming out, and they're very excited about it. And they're still going to grow up on it. <laughs> right. imagine, imagine The Lion King like next year. My yeah. God. That movie is going to... Again, it's going to be a ton of like college kids and adults. Just Beyonce herself is going to drive like another $100 million. I don't care about Beyonce. Ooh, well. The Bay... Hey, hey, you, you don't want to attract the Bay hot here. Uh, that's why I, I whispered it. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that, or was that some intermission? I don't know. <laughs> What's that? Selena Gomez can't sing live. You're not wrong, kid. <laughs> oh, wow! Oh my God! Who would have thought? <laughs> anyway, right, so, that, so that's also your number three, Incredibles two. Yeah, it, it, this movie means way too much. We are going to have a massive. Uh, like we're gonna do this like Thursday. Like a whole podcast is gonna be dedicated to this movie. We're gonna spend an entire hour just talking about the fact that this movie exists. We're gonna do like a Thursday night screening. We're all go. We'll all go to go together or something like that. Oh, we're doing massive movie pod. The boys are back in town. <laughs> Summer vacation will be a glorious time. My number three, since that was your number three, is Deadpool two. Yeah, that's my number two. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I think we have the same number one, by the way. Uh, probably. You're gonna be incredibly surprised that it, that that's my number two is not my number one, but I think you already are. But Deadpool two 
is just uh, as we said earlier, we we talked about it in pretty solid detail earlier. It's Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, as it was meant to be, and he's living on the promise in Deadpool one that he was going to bring Cable. Correct. The first first movie was one of my favorites of the year. Last two years ago now. Two years ago. And, uh, I think it was like my number five, six movie of the year. Maybe I'd have to go back and look at the list I published. But I think it was my number four. It was truly one of the super, one of the mo- most entertaining films that year. It is funny. I know a lot of people say it doesn't hold up to multiple viewings. I completely um, disagree. I, 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 I disagree with that because um, you know how many times I've seen that movie. I'm too many to count. I lost I think count. It completely holds up on multiple viewings. I do. I do too. The humor just it just works. Yep. And while the budget wasn't that big, they have a much bigger budget for this one. I'm excited to see what they do with that. Uh, David Leach, I believe it's pronounced, is directing. He who co-directed the first John Wick. So all the action teams One of my are going to favorite be action movies of the last five years. This action, yeah. He also, him and his John Wick co-director, they also directed second unit action stuff for Civil War, including, I believe they directed the airport scene. I wouldn't be surprised. I would, I would assume so. I believe they did. If not, they helped work on it. Which is just awesome to think about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean... By the way, I'm also very much in on David Leach and Chad Stahelski directing, even though it might be a bad look for two men to direct this movie. I, I'm very much in on them directing this Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. I just imagine John, Scarlett Johansson doing like John Wick action sequences. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. But yeah, Josh Brolin, I think it would be a very good cable. Uh, Zazy Beats, I think, will be good as Domino. She's terrific on Atlanta. Uh, one of the breakout stars of that show. The only thing I'm, I'm not like a hundred percent on is her look, but I'm sure I'll be the fine character. With it I, when I, I, see I, the movie. I actually like the look for the character. I know, man, no, it's not comic accurate, but yeah, I mean, like, oh, I mean, it's not like a hundred percent. Like, I, I didn't even know it was Domino when I first saw it. I was like, oh, but then when I figured it out, I was like, oh, okay, that makes that makes sense. It's 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 a movie. It's not a comic book, so it's fine. Like. Right. It's not like I'm all I'm a boycott this movie because Domino doesn't look the same. It's 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 fine. Right. So there you go. Deadpool two. Like I said, we talked about it in great detail. So that was your number two. My number two. I, I I had to stop myself from putting this number one. It was it was very close to getting there though. Is Black Panther? Yeah. No. I I knew that was your number two. This movie is just everything I think I've ever wanted in a Black Panther movie. Potentially the cast, the director, the soundtrack. The, the look from a visual standpoint, just, yes. It's all... Just, I just have one... Yes. Did you know who Black Panther was before Civil War? Yes, I knew the character. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Um, Civil War, I immediately, just as I was watching a movie, I was like, okay, this is this guy is clearly the most dope character in the Marvel Universe, officially. Like, th- this guy... And all these characters that we had seen for years and years, and he immediately came in, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. This guy's on another level. And Chadwick Boseman was great, and the post credit scene in that movie where he just goes, or Captain America goes, they'll come for him and after they freeze Bucky, and he just goes, let them come. I was like, yep, that's it. And my new favorite Marvel character. One of the most badass <laughs> lines of the last few years. He's like, I will literally beat anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Just yes. What more do I have to say? 
pretty pretty sure our uh, our yes. number one. Is the, the I same. mean, the, ca- the cast for Black Panther is just insane. Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Yep. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, Andy Serkis, Denai Guerrero, Letitia Wright, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Sterling mm-hmm. K. Brown. Just an unbelievable ensemble cast. Ryan Coogler is a phenomenal filmmaker, and he's established an incredible uh, team. You can go ahead and pencil Ruth Carter in for uh, a costume design Oscar nomination. That's already locked up. Mm-hmm. The, the movie looks amazing. The, this could be one of those, if Marvel plays its cards, maybe it's the first Marvel movie to get a Best Picture nomination, if, it, if it's what we think it's going to be. Which... I feel like everybody's overhyping it just a little bit too much. I think I think it's also because of the so, but it's it's, I think okay. it's also because of the sh- social importance of the film as well. I think that's why yeah. it could be getting a little overhyped I, I, from a social standpoint. It's actually that important. It has the same importance that Wonder Woman had in many ways. Yeah, but uh, this also I don't know if you saw the news this week became the fast the best-selling Marvel title in the first 24 hours of ticket availability on Fandango. No, oh no, I Sold more that. tickets in the first 24 hours in Civil War. Yep. This movie's going to do insane numbers. But at the same time, a lot of people were pissed off with Civil War, like, before the movie even came out, because they knew it wasn't going to be, like, the graphic novel Civil War. So. I never saw that. I, maybe in some circles. I knew it wasn't going to be. The only thing that they have in common and there's, is there's a fight at an airport. It's the highest grossing movie that year. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, it was the highest grossing there movie. There was yeah. not a like, chance <laughs> that, that that movie was not going to do massive business. I believe World War that movie was domestic. fantastic. I think domestic was Rogue One, right? Am I, I might be flipping. Yeah. Let me check. So yearly, I'm about to 2016, check. Rogue One was the highest grossing domestic. And Civil War was the highest grossing worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Boom. I also checked uh, the numbers today. Uh, the Last Jedi is within like $35 million of passing Beauty and the Beast. So worldwide for highest grossing movie of 2017. So that's a lock. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. So, so the a Star Wars movie will, will win out again. Stunning, I tell you. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But Black Panther, I think it's going to be right, a so, uh, real claim. It's, I think this movie opens at 150, <laughs> at least. Speaking of Black Panther, do you want to go ahead and talk Let's about Infinity talk about War? Infinity War, because that's my number one. All right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Infinity War. I think like, it has the Black Panther elements plus everything else, which is why I, I could yeah. put just Black Panther number one. Because that, that money shot of Black Panther, Cap, Hulk, Bucky... Leading the army Okoye, of Wakanda. Played by Denai Guerrera. Uh, War Machine and Falcon with the gi- running into battle with the giant army behind them. It was one of the greatest trailer shots I've ever seen. I was yeah. just ready to run through a brick wall. I think I actually might have because I was looking at my phone and walking to class. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. Whatever. He didn't get to know. No, I, was, I didn't have my... I think I th- I know I didn't have a class till like eleven fifteen that morning. I still woke up like in time because but I knew the trailer was gonna drop. I was like, okay, it's gonna drop like at eight yeah. or eight thirty. Had had it up on the TV. Jonah got all mad because he was like, it's too early, and I was like, sorry, Jonah, Avengers, <laughs> Infinity War. But 
Um, you know, whatever. It, it was worth it in the end because I just rewatched it like five times that morning. It was wondrous. And then more that afternoon and more that night. I've watched that trailer way too many times for my own good. But when it first came out. But you have Spider-Man, you have Iron Man, you have Captain. You have basically the entire Marvel Universe introduced up to this point. Aside from possibly Ant-Man, who I think you could afford to leave out of the first one of these here, potentially. And uh, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, but I think you might, maybe she's a post credit scene here. Can't imagine she wouldn't be. That'd be a great way to segue into Captain Marvel, because after, cause after Infinity War, it's Ant-Man, and then it's Captain Marvel. I think a post credit scene here, maybe with Sam Jackson uh, going to meet with, uh, with Brie Larson, would be a perfect way, or maybe that's you know an actual like cliffhanger at the end of the movie, would be a great way to introduce her into the MCU. Yeah. They're gonna do. They have to do something with Infinity War to do it, to introduce her. Yep, that's one of the most important things. It's, I, I, yeah, it's it's gonna be a cliffhanger. Like, hey, we need your help. She turns around, cuts to black. Whole place goes nuts. Yep, this movie's gonna do insane numbers. Uh, luckily, May fourth, my exam I think is at like twelve p.m. that day. So I and then I have no, there are no Saturday or Sunday exams. So these that study break that weekend is going to be glorious. As of right now, all of my exams are in very late April. Oh, that's nice. My, mine go into the first week, like second week of May. Like I, my last day is May eighth. Yeah. So, but that, but that's still a nice time to get out of school. Yep, for the semester. So, but that's uh, that. That's Infinity I, War. We've talked about it. We'll talk more about these movies. We'll have special preview pods for a lot of these. Like I know for sure, Black Panther. I have a a very special Black Panther preview podcast uh, set up for that week potentially. Uh, mm-hmm. That way, and then we'll talk about it and as a spoiler or I'll do a review the next week. We're going to have a big Black Panther preview pod next month before this movie comes out. Uh, Lit! It's going to be awesome. I'm so very excited for that. And we're going to have an Infinity War preview pod, Deadpool preview pod, Solo, so on and so forth. The, de- the Solo preview pod and the Dead pre- Deadpool review pod are going to be the same pod, guys. <laughs> Get excited. They come out in back-to-back weeks now. And just wait until the Uncle Drew preview pod. No. Just be talking some basketball. Yeah. It's going to be no. fun. <laughs> just like I, I, if you want to prepare for, for Uncle Drew the movie, just, just you can go watch the Uncle Drew commercials. They're very funny. Or just watch the Celtics and focus on number 11 and realize how good he is at basketball. That, you know, that's all I ask. <laughs> Sure. We're going to do a very special Uncle Drew review podcast as well, where in which I everyone else says they hate the movie, and I break down how much I inevitably loved it just because my point guard was the star of the movie. It's going to be a fun ladies and, gen- ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dominic Ferrara. Right. Oh, that next week is also the Ant-Man preview pod, so that'll be fun. The Ant-Man preview pod and the Uncle Drew review pod. I know which half people mm-hmm. will actually care about. Oof. It's clearly the Uncle Drew part. Yeah, we know we we I know it is. we give the people what they want around here. <laughs> Let's see. Then why did it take fifteen years to get Incredibles two? 
Hey, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> I got nothing on that one. Wasn't. Pixar didn't give the people what they wanted. We give the people what they want here. Here at Films with Ferrara. Yeah. So next week, we are going to uh, just a Maybe we might be starting a new segment, breaking down the new releases of the week. So get very excited. We'll obviously cover some news. And we are going to make our predictions for this year's Oscar nominations, which come out in like two weeks. And we're also going to make, uh, we're also going to predict the SAG winners because the SAGs are next Sunday, the 20th. So we're going to have a, have a big awards corner themed podcast next week which will be a ton of fun, and hopefully Dalton will be able to join us again. Uh, it was great to have him in the first pod, half of the pod. Again, go follow him on Twitter at DaltonW with two L's. TJ, where can the good people online find you? I am at Twitter at the TJ Blank. Woo. You can follow yeah. me on Twitter and Instagram at DomFerrara5. You can find our writing at filmswithferrara.wordpress.com. You can follow the site on Twitter at filmwithferrara. No S, just film. And you can also like the website on Facebook at Films with Ferrara. Also, if you don't subscribe to this podcast, please do. If you're just finding us and you haven't subscribed, uh, we are available on Anchor, on the Films with Ferrara page, uh, on our station and on our episodes. We're available on Pocket Cast, if you're one of the five people on Earth that use that. We also, <laughs> more importantly, we're available on Google Play and Apple Podcasts, uh, obviously the two big ones. So if you're on an Android, please subscribe on Google Play. If you're on an iPhone, please go subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, drive those numbers. Leave, leave a review, five stars. Help us climb the charts. Maybe, maybe we can get some sponsors. If anyway, if we, we'd like to try to get MoviePass to sponsor us. That, that'd be great. I'd, I'd like to hashtag, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored, but, but please, MoviePass, or if any theater chains would like to sponsor us and bankroll us seeing all these movies, it would be terrific. Be I, I would appreciate it. Hey, Pullman Square, can you hear me from here? I'm on, <laughs> I'm on 6th Avenue. You're on, like, 3rd Avenue, just a I little take bit a further bu- down. I could take a bus to South Point, guys. I could, I could I walk. I could get there. I'll pay the four. I'll pay the four fifty to get to the theater each week. You just got you just gotta get me the tickets. Or if this the local Silver Spot Theater would like to sponsor the pod and just give me free tickets, that'd be great. Because that's a free bus too. Ooh. But no, so this has been the Films with Ferrara podcast presented by Insert Sponsor here. It can be uh, <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. Yeah, not affiliated. <laughs> we're we're the uh, you know. We are sponsored by WordPress, if anything. One of the other podcasts I listen to, uh, you know, they call themselves probably the best unaffiliated movie podcast in the world. But, guys, we're not probably the best unaffiliated movie podcast in the world. We are the best unaffiliated movie podcast in the world. We know it. We're going to throw down the gauntlet. Lights, camera, (laughs) podcast. You get this message. Come at us. Oh, man. We get a smocking tweet from, from Trill Ballins after that. <laughs> Just wait like 20 minutes. We get a tweet from AMC, and they're like, hey, guys, this is great. Have some movies on us. Let's like Skipper Pop. I would have to find the closest I don't, like, I don't know if you listen to AMC them, theater. They have spent the last like three weeks like trying to get AMC to sponsor them. 
We'd get, we'd get the most serious mocking tweet from Joe Bollins. It would be one of the funniest things that's ever happened. Uh, who who's asking for a the Lights Camera Podcast? Which I, I I'll recommend them. Give them a shout out. They're a very funny movie podcast. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! I, shout out to them. Uh, I, I recommend giving them a listen. They uh, they had a great crossover podcast talking about the worst movies of 2017. We did not get a chance to see enough bad movies because you know we're in college. Uh, but if you want to hear some discussion about some really bad movies like Transformers, The Last Night, or The Bye Bye Man, go check out their pods from today. Or you Man. can't forget Wish Upon, and you can't forget about Power Rangers. Uh, they did not talk Power Rangers, but Wish Upon was definitely brought up. I'm sure it was. Cause I don't know. I good. didn't know this because I did not see Wish Upon. Did you know Wish Upon had a mid credit scene? They actually had the balls to like actually put a mid credit scene in to set up a sequel. Dude, I didn't even finish the movie. I turned it off like halfway through. I was like, "Nope, I'm done. I'm gonna go." He to took class. A, He took a DNF. Oh no! I took a. I did not finish that movie. I'm about to hook up this movie pass. Hold up! I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. And a mid-credit scene, Ryan prepares to bury the music box, but be- becomes intrigued by the inscription and starts to think. Wow! You tried to set up a sequel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What a time we live in. That movie oh got my god, I love this. Obviously, that movie will never get a sequel. Thank the heavens. Watch it, watch it get a sequel. Oh god, I would go with... Literally, the best thing is, you know, you don't even get the happy ending with that movie. Because I'm knowing I'm never going to see it. I absolutely read the spoilers. Oh, yeah, I'm reading the spoilers now. No, yeah. she, she, no she, she, the girl did. No, she 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 gets rid of the box. She's all happy. She's walking out. And she gets hit by a car and dies. Like yep. that's how the movie ends. <laughs> like it's Mean Girls. <laughs> the music box can be heard after Claire's death, indicating that the seventh wish to reverse time would be balanced by her own death. What? Stupid. The dumbest movie. That that sounds like the dumbest movie. I watched that trailer. I just laughed every time. Didn't Jonah go see that movie? He might have. Rip Jonah. Didn't he have to go? Didn't didn't he have to go see that with Caitlin? Yeah, I believe so. And I also believe he actually came back and said it wasn't that bad, which is very funny in retrospect. I was he stayed for the after credit scene. Insert the Roblox death sound here. Oof. (laughs) Just oof. Oof. (laughs) Wasted. Anyway, guys. This anyway, has been the Films of Ferrara is, podcast. This has been the Films of Ferrara podcast, sponsored by, insert sponsor here, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> oh my god. Please join us next week, and enjoy the movies.